Hello and welcome to this episode of the Sports Council Podcast. I am your host Matt and I'm here with Gav and G for this episode of the show. We're heading to court today, fantasy court. We'll be putting players, coaches, and teams on trial for their crimes against fantasy and make our case on whether they are guilty or innocent. We'll also list our week 11 starts and sits and we have another very special listener recap the listener league. Today is November 15th, 2022, and this is the 82nd episode of the show. Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> uh, Gotta get that out of the way because guess what, ladies and gentlemen, I finally won a fantasy football game in our listener league. Nobody cares. Hey, really could have put it better myself. The, the absolute despair I felt last week and i vocalized it on this show basically i was never gonna win a game again i was never gonna score 100 points again and one of those is true i didn't score 100 points but let me just get this out of the way spoiled the listener league recap for you i won all thanks to <gasps> mr russell wilson is i don't know if it's thanks to him he only gave you 15 points but okay i got you whatever no nah, he was lamar jackson was the problem and russell wilson was the uh, solution. <laughs> oh, oh, oh dude that's outrageous. <laughs> I just have to go by the... I got to go by the record. That's just how it is. Right. Okay. You know, I'll let our very special listener do the recap for us, though. It is the first time he's ever done the Listener League recap, and he just pulled off one of the most improbable victories I have ever seen, and it took all the way till Monday night to decide his game. He is a very good friend of the show. He is our USC stan. It is Bryant. We'll be doing the Listener League recap. Let's listen to what me and Bryant had to say. All right, another exciting, dramatic finish in the Listener League this week. It's week 10, and we got a special listener again recapping this week's results. It's our old buddy. Uh, I'm the only one who knows his name, apparently. Bryant is here to join us. How you doing, Bryant? Doing good, doing good, Matt. Coming off a really good week for me, fantasy-wise. And then my favorite college football team, USC, also continue to win. They're ranked really highly. So just an overall great week of football. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. I, myself, um, you know, it wasn't great for me in fantasy-wise. But at least I got a win, finally, in this league. <laughs> I've been waiting for it for a very long time. But I'll let you get to it with your recap here. <laughs> Yep, very well deserved, Matt. Very good, nice win for you. But yeah, to start things off, recapping the listener league here. Starting off with our first matchup, we have Westworld cancelled, who fell by a sizable margin to King Midi twenty twenty-three. Um yeah, it looks like even Jalen Hurts couldn't save uh Westworld here against the might of um DeAndre Hopkins. Looks like Donald Peoples-Jones also went off this week. So, yeah, pretty good win for the resident Bears fan here. Yeah, and Dylan, um, you know, I'm sure he's happy that Westworld finally got canceled. He's been campaigning for it a very long time with his <laughs> username, and he's obviously celebrating with that name. But he is not celebrating his fantasy football team because they were pretty bad this week. J- Jerry Judy didn't even play. He got zero points, basically. And... Um, Harrison Butker got two points. Kyle Pitts once again turned into Kyle Pitts. 
Dylan's looking pretty rough right now. And <laughs> King Midi is now tied with Dylan in terms of record, even though King Midi, I'm pretty sure, was 0-6, 0-7 at some point. So he's storming back. Get ready. Yeah, pretty good comeback. Yeah, I'm seeing uh, that Najee Harris, Kyle Pitts, Jerry Judins, uh I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> that does not it's look pretty. Rough. It's rough for him. Yeah. Moving on from there, we have Team Nando 41 who stomps Antonio Brown's PR team, and rightfully so, by a whopping <laughs> score of 164.08 to 124.1. Nando was greatly benefited by a 40-point bomb by one and only Justin Fields, who has really come into himself. I think it's like two weeks in a row now he's run, run like more than 100 yards easy, so he's really carrying that Bears team to victory, and also Nando's team. Yeah, well, he didn't win either of those games that uh, in Chicago, but he is carrying fantasy football teams right now. Nando is just absolutely dominating right now. Saquon, Gav gave him Saquon Barkley, which, you know, <laughs> now has basically made his team practically unstoppable. And, you know, Chris Godwin finally got a touchdown. Uh, Deonta Foreman was a good waiver wire pickup. Everyone popped off in Nando's team, just like Gav's team last week. When he got 200 points, Nando's team... Didn't get that many, as many as 200, but it was enough to at least beat Antonio Brown's PR team, which is Robbie two times, <laughs> a.k.a. Go Pantars, by 40 points. And just a quick thing about the PR team, that is not the only PR team we're going to be seeing. It seems that our listeners have changed their names to several PR teams, this one being Antonio Brown's PR team. <laughs> yeah definitely noticed that it's fun we'll see hope i don't know we'll see if the pr teams square off in the future there we'll see uh who wins the battle of embattled uh nfl players here <laughs> but yeah shout out to amon ross st brown on nando's team great to see another usc product finally getting back into things after being hampered by injuries for so long and the sun god looking at old robbie two times here i'm seeing that trust and clyde edwards hilaire but yeah that kansas city backfield is not very pretty at all judging by this fat zero bomb unfortunately that <laughs> mr edwards hilaire dropped dropped this week cool moving on from there we have our resident hope l short or team russell wilson <laughs> wow let's imagine go believing, imagine believing russell wilson in the current unlimited day. but yeah it was a mighty score of 96.64 defeats the untraced unicorns by uh who brought up a score of 85.52 here um yeah matt why do you still trusting russell wilson where's that firm belief in the let's ride game coming from well you know i was put in a tough position here i a week after declaring that i was probably never going to win in this league again because <laughs> i wasn't even projected to hit 100 points in any of the next coming weeks basically and i didn't have any of my running backs. Damian Harris and Gus Edwards were both on bye. Um, you know, I didn't even know if Jonathan Taylor was going to play. T. Higgins was on bye. And Lamar Jackson, one of my best players, was on bye. So I looked at the waiver wire. I said, well, you know, I really have no choice. Broncos country, <laughs> let's ride. And, you know, Russell Wilson did just enough to um, basically be okay and carry me. But it was mostly Jonathan Taylor returning and putting up that 60-yard touchdown, I think. And that was pretty much it. That was pretty much the margin right there. Yeah. I won by 11. And I still didn't score 100 points, though. <laughs> like, I, I was projected to not score 100 points. I didn't score 100, but I still won. And I'm back in it, baby. 
Zhao because of Russell Wilson. Dangerous <laughs> is my savior. Yeah. I just realized, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Lamar Jackson being your usual QB, turning into Mr. Wilson here. And then, yeah, you're four and six. I think you still have a good shot at finessing your way into the playoffs here. And I think it's also important to note that you were benefited from an absolute dud coming out of MVP Cooper Cup, but he got hurt. He pulled up under three points here. So, uh, untraced unicorns, the Cooper Cup holder in their league. It's a pretty bad break for them this week. Yeah, I I got lucky. <laughs> Cooper Cup got hurt. Um, best wishes to him. Obviously, I didn't want to see that happen. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott was out, and he forgot to switch out his lineup, and you know, that really helped. But mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you take that. Sometimes you just need good defense, I guess. And a bit of luck on your side, <laughs> as always. There. Yeah. But moving on from there, we have Steelers fan five ten or AKA triple tight formation. Winning by a score of 143.06 to 121.6, defeating Tanglicious G and the other resident PR team in the league. Or I, is this a new one? Aaron this Hernandez X PR yeah. team? It was G yeah. versus Gav. Mm-hmm. Gav has an unfortunate name. <laughs> um, oh, no. Yeah, of course. But this was not really a contest. I mean, G just had the better team, and no doubt. That Dalvin Cook 80-yard touchdown run pretty much sealed it for him. And, you know, I think, you know, Gab put up a pretty good performance. He put up a good fight. He had his new loaded team. He got Josh Allen out there. And, you know, Devontae Adams helped a lot. And Gabe Davis, like, all of these additions were big for him. But he's missing Joe Mixon. He's missing Justin Tucker. He's missing uh, the Patriots defense. And he had to start Chase Edmonds. And he only put up That's one point. That's <laughs> unfortunate. Yeah, I got Chase Edmonds in another league and just immediately, well, not immediately, I, I think I dropped him after like four weeks or so once I realized, yeah, this guy is just not going anywhere fast. But that was wise. I think he's on, he's on like Denver now. I don't even know what's going on in the Denver running back room. There, <laughs> sure, it's a mess. Um, but yeah, yeah, you don't want for, any part of that room, honestly. 100%. Yeah, Steelers fan staying true to their name and getting a good, decent day out of Kenny, out of the young Kenny Pickett there. Yeah, pulling out the W. All right, G, I see you. He said Kenny Pickett was the start of the week, and he stuck to it. <laughs> That's a very good read there. And penultimate match here, we have Uba Kid, Deshaun Watson's PR team. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the other PR, that, that is the other legit. There's another PR team I'm just realizing now. So Deshaun Watson's PR team with a score of 147.6, defeating with a score of 133.56, Josh Primo's PR team, or G. Cassie's there. And I don't actually don't even who is Josh Primo here? Is he a random player? I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna say. You should just look it up. Because it I don't want familiar. <laughs> I don't want to subject our listeners to it. But this is Ugly Kid, aka oh. McYoungboy, aka Deshaun Watson's PR team. Ah, um, this guy, right, right, right. <laughs> some, some, some NBA news. Some, a really young Canadian kid making some very, very terrible decisions. Uh, yes. Unfortunate and terrible decisions there. So I can clearly see why this young man would require a PR team and would end up in this league where there are, I think at this point, they have four total PR teams and X PR team going on here. So I can see why this man needs a team. Yeah. But, yeah, looking at kind of how this game went on over here, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson's PR team was benefited by an absolute monster performances out of both, actually, Justin Jefferson and Christian uh, Christian Kirk there. And I'm sure, 
um in the in the further along the episode we'll talk more about that uh vikings um buffalo bills barn burner that happened that was just Man, an amazing game to I mean, watch justin jefferson he was insane like that was did you see that catch that was incredible. yeah they're calling it the catch of the season might as well be the catch of the gotta century. be it's gotta yeah the catch of the century like i don't know how you like there's a certain point like you you marvel at how amazing he's doing on the field i didn't even think about like i only thought after overtime I was like oh how many points did justin jefferson get in fantasy <laughs> man like if like usually like you know when you see a performance that good on the field you know fantasy is just an afterthought at that point but mm-hmm. wow he he was really him honestly like 35 points in ppr basically carried uh ugly kid over jamar and it was a pretty close matchup honestly because uh jamar had stefan diggs on the other side so it was an actual on-field matchup and you know a fantasy matchup but that's pretty cool to see yeah real life nfl game going on in the fantasy world over here but yeah i think i saw stefan had a really great catch that day but then of course jefferson went up to him was like you know the stakes were at the highest fourth and 18 and just makes an absolutely just mind-boggling catch yeah and finally, the premier matchup of the week here, <laughs> Team Bryant, or L Nerd, was a score of 106.8, defeating the SEC Slugs, 101.84. And honestly, coming as the fortunate person here, I genuinely thought I had lost the game. I think I thought I was down by a score of like 106 to like 107. I thought that was just game over, GG's to SEC Slugs there. But I think with the help of some timely fumbles maybe a bit of stack correction on the side too we have a final winning margin of uh five points here too and yeah coming into the i'll give you some context here for the listeners who don't um know what's going on because they don't see the makeup of the team here uh sec slugs basically has all eagles on his team i don't know why but he drafted um aj brown devonta smith dallas goddard like all of them are on his team and that means, you know, heading into Monday night, of course, the Eagles were playing the Commanders. And I think, like, SEC Slugs was down by, what, 20, 30? Around, I like, think. I think my margin, I remember it was around, like, 30 points. Yeah. So then, like, basically, Bryant had no players left, I want to say. So then yeah, all he left. needed, he he basically needed, you know, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, and Dallas Goddard to go under 30 points. That's, like, the Eagles' entire offense. And, they, and it's PPR, like... It's basically a miracle at this point, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, what was crazy was I had J- Jalen Hurts in another league, so I needed Jalen to do really well himself, but then these three pass catchers here to not do as well, and must have my lucky day here because both of those scenarios panned out. That's insane. Here. It's like it's like almost like statistically improbable because you benefited, again, yeah, from some timely fumbles because Devonta Smith had that lateral fumble Technically, that's two points off. Mm-hmm. Dallas Goddard had a fumble. That's two points off, and then that's your margin right there. Like that you won by four, you won by five. That's <laughs> <laughs> literally the, mom, the margin. Here. Yeah, I didn't realize. Yeah, Smiths and Goddard both fumbled there. So really, um, that's not even to mention just AJ Brown has been on fire all year, going what one reception for seven yards here. That's that is that might be the most unheard of thing. Just the stat line AJ Brown brought in tonight. AJ Brown basically. Like his worst performance of the year was six points, oh. and he scored one point this week. And um, I mean, I have AJ Brown in one league, and I needed him to score eight points, I think, and that oh, was no. a little sad for me. But you know, 
just happens fantasy football and you know it leads to victories for others honestly yeah on my team Dak benefited from a pretty good day um aaron jones and then i thought i was honestly cooked to make a very terrible pun because i had brandon cooks i had like evan engram terrence marshall none of those kind of streamer options for the week kind of panned out really but yeah it was kind of the top two for me here aaron jones and Dak prescott putting in the work yeah but i mean congratulations brian you beat sec slugs i'm pretty sure i sec slugs even commented on it in the chat and i don't think he really says much but he was like bruh <laughs> <laughs> he could not believe what it's sad because i'm pretty sure he's an eagles fan too so not only did he see his team lose for the first time this year he also saw his uh his fantasy team lose that's why i never yeah. invest in my own team honestly with the that was something i considered i've lost a couple of times here to someone who went like you know like all buffalo bills and i'm like damn that might be something to consider and then you realize scenarios like this and it's like oh if you're a big eagles or a, you know a bills fan there you kind of just tie to the fate of your team <laughs> at that yeah. point like what if they all go on by that's the thing like well oh, i really faced screwed. him on by and i got screwed anyway but you know we've already exhausted that so why don't you read us the entire standings here right so as it stands right now going from bottom to top uh we have at the bottom king midi 2023 sitting at three and seven westworld cancelled then Aaron Hernandez XPR team, they're all at three to seven. So that is one PR team down. Moving up from there, you have Team Russell Wilson, the Unchained Unicorns, myself, L Nerd, and uh, yeah, us three make up the four to six category. We have Josh Primos PR you mean team like at nine five, through, five. Nine through seven, right? Seven through seven through, seven nine. through nine. Yeah, we're not that it's, good. That's true. Yeah, seven through nine. We're sitting at a four and six there and then yeah josh primo's pr team at five and five the sec slugs at six and four nando 41 at seven uh seven and three uh, along with some steelers fan uh robbie 2k or antonio brown's pr team and then deshaun watson's pr team at seven and three so I, yeah it looks like the top of the league is quite packed four teams sitting at seven and three including two pr teams so It'll be interesting to see uh, who prevails at the end of the season if a PR team will get to make a statement at the end. And as far as these PR teams go, um, obviously we didn't, you know, start this whole thing. You know, Ugly Kid was the one who orchestrated this whole thing and then it just caught on. Um, it's always been like this. The listeners always change their names to make it as embarrassing as possible for us when we have to do the recap. But we love it. We love it. It's all in good fun. And you know what? Every listener we're trying to get a recap out of at least once this uh, fantasy football season. So who knows? Maybe you're next, Ugly Kid. You know, you might be holding the short end of the stick and all of this is said and done. But you're the one who's usually changing your name anyway. So maybe you want it that way. That Ugla Kid interview, that will be something else the government does hop on. Oh, Very man. For I, that. Really, I am praying for that day. I really want to see that happen. I forgot. Didn't he win the Listener's League last year? No, that was Dylan. Ah, uh, right, right. Dylan won. Dylan won. I think he was ugly. He might have been up there, though, but I forgot. That I think he made year. the playoffs. I think he made the playoffs. At least he's first place now. He's first place now. We'll see what happens. See what holds, yeah. But I cannot believe I'm one game out of 
the playoffs right now. <laughs> I honestly thought my team was cooked, done. Uh, but we'll true. see. We'll see. Yeah, I was yeah entering today. I was at like the number nine spot, so I look like I moved up to there. But yeah, we're all in that four to six range here. So yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, see. I mean, that's our listener league recap. Let's send it back for the main event. Thank you, Bryant. And thank I hate you, you Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> Gav, I can't I believe you, you ruined you ruined Josh Allen. Listen, honestly. I didn't ruin him. He ruined me. Okay, why do why is there always one person that sells me when I trade? Ever since Gav traded for Josh Allen, the stats I believe. Let me just pull it up real quick. Don't you I don't believe... have to, dude. It, it's all for, no. We should. We should. Stop! 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 It's all. It's all Let's a lie. Most definitely pull everything up and keep the receipts up for Gav. And maybe Let's I was see. ruined. So you're saying I ruined two quarterbacks? He has three touchdowns to six interceptions in the last three games ever since you traded for him. Jeez, six I mean, interceptions. I mean, how are you gonna win against um, <laughs> uh, freaking? The best man in the league right now, Cousins, dude. I mean, he's the greatest player right now. It's more so Justin Jefferson, honestly. Oh, honestly. Second Cousins? Yeah. <laughs> I knew the chains were passed on to uh, Patrick Peterson, but, you know, still. It's not my fault, Kurt chains? Mm-hmm. I mean, that thing is cold. It's icy. I miss the Kirk Cousins one. I-, I wish they did something more outrageous, but I don't think you can top what they did last week. So, you know. And... And also, they play the Jets. I mean, it was a divisional game in New York. So, like, well, I guess it's just not at their, not in, not in Buffalo. So, who do they, who do they face next week? They face Cleveland, right? Yeah, he's projected to be the quarterback three. So, if he throws another two picks, he's thrown two picks in every single game. Do you think he's cursed? Basically, you cursed him. I mean, I think we're confirming the curse already. I think that if he throws two picks it's because the patriots are coming back and we are throwing everyone else to the wind we're just cursing everybody i put a charm i think he well, no, Josh our Allen. team put a charm not me so depressing and ever your since russell wilson got off your team good. like ever since russell wilson got off your team and came onto my team i've been undefeated so you yeah. have one game you won game. <laughs> Listen, and Josh Allen still was throwing. I mean, he, he got 21 points for me last week. So, like, that's fine. I, I think he's still scoring double, like, 20s. It's just not as high as it used to be. Whether that or not like he throws a pick. second lowest game of the season. Whether or not he throws picks is not my fault, dude. I mean, like, yes, I think it is. There's a yeah, correlation. He, he is seeing ghosts out there, dude. I don't know what. Uh, did you the see? The ghost of Gav. but did you see the interception the last interception during uh, last week yeah that was was horrible it was like the worst throw i mean he he threw it again what was he doing yeah i think he's mid i think he is (laughs) mid dude and i i mean i got fleeced again (laughs) again collusion collusion these guys always collude against me yeah, I mean, I don't know why we we're so focused on your guys' team. You had like kind of sort of ass. I know, dude. I don't think I'm making the playoffs now. I'm freaking, uh, as Brian said, I'm freaking like third, third to last. Nine. Yeah, it's awful. That sucks. Gonna <sighs> be me. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be no, me at seven three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna ignore that. 
but yeah. we're gonna no. focus on the losers in this episode we the love to focus on the losers. week 11 guys i wish either of them could be here to do some trash talking but it's gonna be dylan versus nando it's the matchup this, we've been waiting for the rival i mean i wish i wish i had the voice of that guy from the ufc talking or like the boxing bruce matches. buffer bruce buffer there you go because dude this definitely needs this is legendary honestly this is what everyone's let's, waiting let's for. Let's put in our prediction, guys. What are you guys thinking? Right. Like, I know we're obviously all tied to the situation. Our fellow co-hosts, you know, what do we think? Batman has the Joker. Superman has Kryptonite. And Nando has Dylan. Period. <laughs> so beautifully spoken. <laughs> I mean, I mean one, one team is seven and three. The other is three and seven. One team. Nan- no, no. Is getting Ramondre Stevenson stat. back, and the other team is lost Jerry Judy. So obviously, I'm gonna go with Dylan. The craziest stat is Nando is literally like 0 and 3 against Dylan. Yeah, he's never oh, won. 0 and 4. He's never, never won. Dylan. Doesn't this matter what week seasons. it is. This is yeah. two seasons. That's a crazy. Uh, I don't. I mean, if you're following patterns, I, I'm siding with Dylan. Yeah, it's like the Niners and Rams, you know. I'm not to take Nando. I'm gonna just disagree with you guys just to disagree. Oh, Ridiculous! Come on, dude. Justin Fields. It's the villain. J- J- yeah, I mean Justin Fields is doing good, fine, but you know, can he do it always? Sometimes it's just it doesn't matter, you know. Fantasy's fantasy. You can be seven and three, and you lose to the worst team, like me. I I beat. <laughs> I was the worst team, and I won. Dude, they're playing the Falcons. No way, dude. They're not going to win. It's impossible. <coughs> Ugly kid will not allow it. Ugly kid. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey thanks, young boy. B- thanks, by the way, for all the PR teams out there. Thank you oh, so much for that. Bryant had such a blast for, with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do not um, support anything we have said. This is just the lulls. All right. Oh, but let's, let's get into the main event here. It is... Fantasy trial. You like that? I Order got a in the court. just for this occasion. Oh, this is like <laughs> this is honestly one of my best bits ever because I just love to complain and hate yeah. on people. I think I most mean, I of think our segments, different. most of our segments are based off of uh, complaining. Honestly, <laughs> the recap well, is usually that... just complaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, dude, freaking fantasy football this year is awful. There's a lot to complain about. Yes, that is and a fair many... statement. Yeah, many of the players and coaches and teams that, you know, are in the season are guilty. Guilty of a couple of things. Most of them have to do with fantasy. And, you know, I'll tell you how it works. We summon three players and coaches and teams and whatever. It didn't matter what position it was. It doesn't matter, you know, what their record was in real life. We summon them here today for their fantasy crimes against the community of fantasy footballers out there and you know we're gonna give them we'll give them a defense lawyer because everyone has the right to an attorney but they will be prosecuted under the highest extent for their crimes and it's our job to basically prosecute and defend and see if we can convince a very very impartial jury whether they are innocent (laughs) or guilty of their fantasy crimes this year the only right way to do so yeah okay so all right let's call up to the court let's call up to the court the first man on trial it's uh i 
I don't know if this is correct. I don't know if this is his legal name, but uh, <laughs> Mr. Unlimited to the stand, please. Please. Oh, hold on. Hold on, Mr. Unlimited. I need to put my wig on. I get my mallet. All right, I'm ready. All right. I am the Honorable Judge Matt presiding over this case. I'm also the jury for some reason. Um, <laughs> but it seems here, Mr. Wilson, that you are being charged with embezzlement as well as being a dumbass. And <laughs> the charges being brought to you is none other than the grand prosecutor, Mr. Gav. So, Gav, why don't you take it away? <clears throat> Mr. Unlimited, I hate you. Ciara is fine. She should be mine. Um, <laughs> Your Honor, we have Russell Wilson here. He's 33, going to be 34 soon. Um, a straight bum, okay? He took too much money from the Broncos. Five years, $242 million, a signing bonus of $50 million, okay? I mean, every week he's getting paid like eight eight million dollars. I mean, not eight million dollars. Like, I don't know. The, I don't do. I don't do a math. Week, I'm a prosecutor awesome. right now. Four every every year three million. Okay. Um. They should they should never sign that extension. He has sold out the Broncos and he has sold out the most important important people of all, the fantasy players, dude. Oh my God! Don't even get me started, Your Honor. I have him on my fantasy football team. In two leagues. I only have two leagues, and I drafted him in both. And guess what round, sir? Guess what round? What round? The sixth. Oh, my God. And he was my first. I was the first pick in the sixth round. Oh, Jesus Christ. Could it get any worse? Yes. I drafted his butt buddy, Sutton. <laughs> oh, my God. Your Honor, please. He's put up. Let me check these numbers real quick for you because, oh, my God, it's appalling. That's way too high for a quarterback. I mean, Justin Fields was going in the last round in our league. Oh, my goodness gracious. Hold on. I had to draft Geno Smith onto my team to replace him. Look, look at this. Look at this. Your Honor, week one against his old team, 17.8. Okay? Geno Smith had more points than him that game. How is this even possible? <laughs> he, he, was, he, was, he was showing me gold. I rubbed a little bit, and I died. It was fool's gold, okay? And then week two against the Texans, the worst defense in the league, Your Honor. 11 points. <laughs> God. Uh, the Niners, what did you expect? I kind of expected it. Nine points. Can, do I, I need hold to you in contempt on? if you say that. <laughs> <laughs> do I need to go on? Russell Wilson has sold out the fans. We were off. We, everyone thought this was his MVP season. We thought it was, was going to be just like um, Peyton Manning's season. Legendary. MVP. He is in contention for most shit player in the league right now. None of the fans are going to take it anymore, Your Honor. And neither should you. All right. A very emotionally charged def uh, prosecution of Mr. Unlimited. But, you know, let's hear some words from the defense lawyer for dangerous Mr. G. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Your Honor. I just want to let you guys know, uh, you know, what we heard, although some stats were given and I am not here to refute stats, I'm here to refute emotional damage that was inflicted here. It seems like, uh, you know, our prosecutor here, Gav, is emotionally attached to the situation and that is, uh, you know, not giving him clear sight on the situation here. But the fact is that we have the wrong person here. Although, 
He might be overpaid. This is no embezzlement. He has earned those dollars that he has gotten in this contract. And the man that you should have at trial is Nathaniel Hackett. You should take him and arrest him for life. For being the worst coach possible. For running an offense into the ground. For washing quarterback two weeks after the season starts. That is the job of a coach, not a quarterback. Like I said, we have the wrong man here on trial today. Russell Wilson just is a nice guy. He makes Subway sandwich commercials. <laughs> My honor. I'm just trying to, you know, let you know what the facts are here. That Russell Wilson has been great for eight years of his career, nine years of his career. You do not just become ass one season. You have a bad coach. You have a bad or bad team set up behind you because it's not feeding into what you're good at. Like I said, this all stems from bad coaching. And the man we have at trial is innocent today. And I, you know, just want you to know, uh, Your Honor, that we should be charging Nathaniel Hackett after today and freeing Russell Wilson. Thank you. Both very compelling arguments by both sides here. My deliberation will be that Russell Wilson is, in fact, guilty of <gasps> embezzlement, <laughs> but not guilty of being a dumbass. Uh, oh, I, wait a minute. It's because like Nathaniel it. Hackett is a dumbass, and he has made Russell Wilson, you know, the fall guy for his dumbassery. But <laughs> Russell Wilson still isn't playing well for both his team and the fantasy football community. And with that, we sentence him to embezzlement, and his sentence will be uh, 15 years of more Subway sandwich commercials. No! I had a sandwich, Your Honor. It gave me the runs. <laughs> this was not. This was not fair. This is not fair. Give It'll us bail. Appealing. We have enough money for bail now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you got to return Your that Honor, money. I agree. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! It's hard to defend Russell Wilson, though. You know, it's really oh, he's hard. fucking awesome. ass. All right, we'll be switching our judge for this one. Would you read us the charges, the Honorable Judge Gav? All right. Um, Now we're moving on to wide receiver. We have a guy. I mean, he's on a mid-team, I would be honest, but I'm not here to judge that. We have Michael Pittman on the stand. Charges are hit and run. And today we have our prosecutor, G. G, please step up to the stand. Tell us why. Thank you, Your Honor. Yes, as we all know, uh, Michael Pittman, not senior, but Junior, we have here on trial today, is accused of hit and run. Although your regular hit and run charges may be different, today's is no different. Michael Pittman hit last year for many players, and he was a success. And you came back this offseason, and you were bought into him. A better quarterback situation, we were promised. A better offense, we were promised. The highest paid O-line in the NFL. And what will we get out of Pittman? Absolute mid-season all around he was absolutely ass he was not good what we drafted him for as i personally was woke i will not drafting michael pittman but many others who did were are been prosecuted need to be on this judge and uh we need to help him out of this hit and run he has not had a he had one top top 10 finish this season that was week one and now he has been basically ass he has played almost every snap there is for his team that he can 
Uh, he is not producing at the level that we expected from him, and he is wide receiver 16. Uh, I just, you know, want true, true happiness for these fantasy owners and families that are connected, and I just don't think what was given out there is what's promised, and I, that's all. Okay, I like it. It's a great argument. I personally did not buy into it because they had Matt Ryan. But, well, you can't say that right now. <laughs> no, I can't say that right now. But I, I know I was gonna say before I was really interrupted by the defense that uh, I'm not. Uh-oh. That's not why I'm here to complain. Matt, please step up. Please tell us why Michael Pittman is or is not innocent of hit and run. Well, Your Honor, I have been Michael Pittman's defense lawyer throughout the entire off season here. I could not be joined by my assistant legal counsel, Mr. USC Stan. But I will represent him solely in this case. Okay. Michael Pittman should not be slandered for hit and run. Because was he the one who truly crashed fantasy football stock everywhere? Was he the one who crashed your fantasy football team? Because even though Mr. G claims that he has only had one wide receiver uh, top five finish, he's actually had two. <laughs> oh man! Yo, I wasn't expecting oh, that. Oh my god! Sorry. Continue. Week one please. finish, wide receiver five. Week six finish, wide receiver five. Let's not get into all the other weeks here, but that's good enough for the wide receiver sixteen season so far. And I don't think that's a hit and run. I don't think he ran away. But I do know that there is a crash in this case. Someone did crash the car of Colt's expectations. But Michael Pittman was not the driver, Mr. Honorable Judge, sir. Because what I have in this photographic evidence here, I know this is a podcast, but you can't see my printed out photo here. I can see it. I can see it. Okay, sounds good. But it's actually Matt Ryan behind the wheel. (gasps) No, Matty Ice? Matty Ice himself. We all know that Matty Ryan... Ice chokes at the biggest moments. Is this not fact? It is fact. We all know that Matty Ice disappoints at the highest levels whenever he's expected to. Is this not fact? This is not fact. What? Either way, Mr. Garbage Time, Matty Ice, as well as his companion at the shotgun, Mr. Frank Reich, all were responsible. Michael Pittman was in the trunk. We didn't even see him in the car. (laughs) But, you know, I do believe that the entire Colts offense was in the car. They are to blame, obviously. But you can't blame Michael Pittman for driving this whole team down. In fact, you know, how can the wide receiver 16 be the main cause of the entire offense collapsing? And we've already seen what a new driver in Jeff Saturday can do. Now Matt Ryan is driving a little bit better, even though it was against the Raiders. But... I do not believe that we should charge Michael Pittman just yet with any charges whatsoever. I rest my case. Thank you, Matt. Both compelling arguments. After reviewing everything and taking into account all of the evidence I have in my hands and doing a little bit of research, I think that Michael Pittman is guilty of hit and run. No! Brian... Brian... uh, I checked where he was drafted, third round, third pick. I mean, at that level, it's impossible. 
no matter how bad your quarterback is, no matter how bad your coach is, your team is playing down. You were drafted third round. You have to perform more. Higher floor at least. Congratulations, G. We're sending him to, I mean, what is a fair one? I, I do agree. Saying <laughs> Quentin. It was, it's, you know, it's kind of bad. You would think that with Matt Ryan playing the way he is, or how we already know what he is, the garbage time would be Michael Pittman's, like, number one uh, plus. It, it's going to a white dude. I don't know his name. Alec Pierce. You know what? I'm giving him 20 years of uh, sprints. That's what he's going to do for me. Damn. Jeez. And we all know he's a possession wide receiver, so he's not I really know. fast. That's, that's <laughs> terrible. Oh, man. It's terrible, right? Well, we're going to improve him today. Sorry, everyone who uh, drafted him. All right. Here comes the third charge, and we now have the Honorable Judge G presiding. <gasps> so honorable. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody may have a seat now. Uh, looks like we have a RICO charge for running incompetent catastrophic offense for the Atlanta Falcons. Our prosecutor, Matt, you may take the floor. Thank you, Your Honor. Folks, we all know what we saw out there on Thursday night. And this was no small feat. This was no one-time thing. This was a carefully orchestrated criminal conspiracy known as the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Folks, does anyone here believe that Marcus Mariota should be a starting quarterback in the NFL? If you raised uh... your hand on that, put it down! <laughs> Order in, you the don't court, order in the court. No yelling. <laughs> you don't Please. believe that for a second. Did you see that pass he tried to bake when he was being sacked? I remember seeing a feature that he did with, you know, this reporter. And he said, I was trying to become a more conservative quarterback, be a game manager, make the smart plays. I'm not going to do anything risky. And then he does that. I think that's perjury right there. That's just one charge. But... This isn't just about Marcus Mariota. This is a whole criminal conspiracy that runs at the very top. Arthur Smith, the head coach, he is completely incompetent, but he's also the mastermind of running an incompetent, catastrophic offense, otherwise known as Rico. The only Rico I know, personally. And it's ruined fantasy value everywhere. It's ruined Cordero Patterson, who was an electric returner last year and a running back somehow that Arthur Smith made. And all of a sudden... He has to spend time with Tyler Algier, Caleb Huntley, Damian Williams, any running back he could find because he doesn't want to give Cordero Patterson snaps. Drake London, their first-round wide receiver, barely used. Kyle Pitts, their first-round tight end, barely used. Why? Why are you giving those to Alameda's Zacchaeus or Damian Darius Bird? I don't even know his name. It makes no sense whatsoever. The only reason I believe, Your Honor, that he, that the Atlanta Falcons could be so terrible for fantasy football, so mind-wrenchingly talented and yet unproductive at the same time, they're doing this on purpose. It has to be. Arthur Smith hates fantasy football. He hates fantasy football owners. It's probably because he always comes in last in his leagues. And you know what? He's intentionally tanking the talent of his players to lose because he doesn't even win. I rest my case.
Now the defense. Gav, you may take the stand. <sighs> okay, Your Honor. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Straight out of the gate, this is a hard one to defend. Because it's... <laughs> it's Rico, baby. I mean, it's in the name. Okay, let me... This is according to Urban, Urban Dictionary. Okay? Very ho- coveted, highly intellectual <laughs> website. <laughs> no, listen, listen. It's not <laughs> may it's we not only bad. Use, may we only use facts in today's uh, defense here. <laughs> okay, listen, listen, to the, listen to Urban Dictionary um, definition. Rico. It's a description of something or someone who has the ability to have a dual character at any one point of time. I mean, if that's not the Falcons, I don't know which, I don't, I mean, that's, the, that's a perfect definition for them, sir. I mean, one week they're awful. Arthur Smith is, they're playing the Panthers. Oh my goodness. How do you not clap them? Marcus Mariota getting sacked. What? Put Desmond Ritter out there. You have Drake London doing nothing. Kyle Pitts, generational talent, doing nothing. The next week, I mean, the duality of that is that the game but previously, dude, they pop off. 37 points to get the foul, uh, against the Panthers. Marcus Meredith goes ham. I mean, he throws two picks, but whatever. Kyle Pitts is crazy. 80 yards, a touchdown. Tyler Algier, a touchdown. Oh, my God. It's insane. But that's what you expect from Rico. Again, this is from cred- Credible Sources, Urban Dictionary. It's not me. It's what they're saying. Duality. You know, did anyone expect, Your Honor, for them to be good in the beginning of the season? No. We all thought it was a rebuild time. Is Arthur Smith a good coach? No. Okay? (laughs) Dude, he's got a losing record with them, okay? What did you expect? Of course they were going to be in a rebuilding stage. Ever since my Patriots have clapped them, they've never been the same. Okay? You know, you kind of have people that you want to, like, you have to feel sorry for. This is the Falcons, dude. What does that what does Atlanta have, dude? They have nothing, okay? They have nothing. Their baseball team sucks. Okay? Just right, be order happy. Order in the court. Order in the court. Let's, Just, let's okay, okay. stay focused here. Listen. If you if you if you're getting mad at the Falcons, look at yourself. What did you expect? It's in the name. Okay? <laughs> we it's in the name. Rico. Okay. I rest my case. Thank you. Thank you. Compelling arguments from both sides. Uh, the final order in the court will be the Atlanta Falcons facing Rico charges are proven innocent oh. for today <laughs> oh, due yes. to one underlining reason. The tank is bigger than everything and allowing them to justify the season as a chalk. The Gav made a great defense that what are you expecting, Matt? The prosecutor uh, your expectations for Atlanta were just too high. And by tanking rules, section 101, if a team is tanking, you cannot have any expectations for them other than to look like ass. And they have completely justified their tank. And by that charge, these charges will be dropped. The Atlanta Falcons will continue to tank and be a com- incompetent offense going forward. No. I'll get you Thank next you, time, Honor. Arthur. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dude! Really? Uh, like, I mean, you. You do expecting... have a good point. You do have a good point, though. Yeah, when I, I, I actually was convinced at the end of that, you know, they are a tanking team, but that doesn't help me in a fantasy football 
I mean, you weren't, you weren't ex- like, I didn't, you know, the only person you would actually draft is um, K- Patterson. All right. And Kyle Pitts. And, no, no, no. I, I knew that was a bail. And Drake London. And, and then we're well, back Drake to score London's one. Primitive. But yep, back to score. <laughs> that was fun. Well, that was fun. I hope you guys enjoyed Fantasy Trial. If you have some compelling cases that you need to bring to court and we need to settle, send them all our way. We would love to do this again because if there's one thing we love to do, it's complaining about fantasy football players in a little bit of a court role play context. I mean, this is sports yeah. council. Our, our, our <laughs> image is a gavel. So, yeah. You know. And we have a guy on the podcast named Gavril. So, nah. Just, just okay. bars. All right. Just bars. Did there. All right. That's just bars. It's meant well to be. Played. But I'm not a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not a rap. But I'm not a rapper. All right. Let's get into these starts and sits right here. Okay. The real spice. All right. Here we go. At quarterback, I am going with Dak Prescott versus the Minnesota Vikings. First Ooh. of all, I can't believe they lost that game. That was terrible. Cowboys, I don't know what you guys are doing. Because you've seen what Aaron Rodgers has done. He he threw three picks against Detroit. Packers are not good. But regardless, it, it, I, it just goes to show, honestly, that Aaron Rodgers is their daddy. But either way, <laughs> you know, Dak didn't have a great game himself. You know, he did have a couple touchdowns, but he also threw the crucial picks. So, you know, he might have done enough from a fantasy perspective, but he didn't have a really good game, the game that he could have been having. Um, he finished as the quarterback seven, and that's good, but I think that he's going to come back with the vengeance, honestly. He's only played four games this season, and, you know, I think he was readjusting from that broken thumb. He's trying to get better, and he's trying to build off that. And I think against the Minnesota Vikings, who are one of the worst passing defenses right now. They're allowing the fourth most passing yards per game. I think that he's going to try to get it done against them, make it a shootout. The last Minnesota-Dallas game, I think they had, it was phenomenal. It was a complete shootout. And, you know, I think they're going to need to put up a lot of points, just like with the Vikings-Bills game. And there's certainly enough talent to do it. I'm pretty sure the over-under for these total points is going to be pretty high. I think Vegas expects a shootout, so am I. So I'm gonna go with Dak on this one. I mean, I, I I hate to say it, but I I completely agree. Dak looks better against Minnesota, um, but I have to give you a better quarterback, okay? And this is a guy that I mean, how can you not start this guy? The, the team is playing outrageously good, better than anyone expected. You're starting Danny Dimes against the Lions, okay? Oof. Lions have been giving an average of like, I would say like twenty five points, yeah, a million points, really. To some garbage teams. The exception is the Packers. But the Packers are, bar- are garbage. Okay. Um, Aaron Rodgers is, is washed. I mean, but they gave the Bears 30 points. Okay. They let them score 30. Dolphins 31. Cowboys 24. That was with freaking... Um, what's his name? Uh, oh, no. Dak Prescott played. Never mind. Oh. No. I thought it was Cooper Rush. I thought it was. But, you know, 48 against the Seahawks. My Patriots... Who are awful? We have a our DC. I mean, our OC is a DC. Okay, <laughs> we put up twenty nine points against them, and I get it. Zappy's different, you know. I get it. I see why. But Danny Dimes is way better than Zappy. Okay, Saquon is playing outrageously good. 
I mean, the only thing I have to say is I'm sorry for anyone who drafted. Um, who's your favorite guy, Matt? That wide receiver from the Giants? Kenny Galladay. <sighs> Kenny Galladay is. <laughs> he, if there was anyone that should get charged with hit and run, bruh. Kenny that was Galladay is the right man. There, complete yeah, that's fraud. true. Fair point. Yeah, and I mean, it's just horrible defense from the Lions. You got to start any dimes on a row. All right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Why don't you hit us with your running yeah. back sit? Anna, hit you with the running back. No, start, start, not sit. Oh, start, start. Yeah, yeah. Okay, listen, listen here, guys. This one is a super heater, dude. This guy got shot. And he's back. What a wonderful story. <laughs> what, what a, a wonderful, wonderful story. story. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, my God. And they just come off of a win. You're starting B-Rob. Brian Robinson, that man, against the Texans. One of the worst rushing defenses in the league. They're allowing everyone to run on him, okay? Jesus Christ. And um, this is what was the real tipper for me. I feel uh, Antonio Gibson got hurt at the end of the game. And so that just means that um, it should be questionable. Uh, for um, Antonio Gibson to be playing, that just gives Brian Robinson all the more um, reason, all the more reason to start him. That guy's a certified baller. He had a touchdown in like, I forgot, like sixty yards. I think it was about like fifteen points last uh, last week against uh, PPR. I mean, dude, that and and the Commanders on a super heater right now, dude. You gotta follow that trajectory. It's against the Texans. Horrible defense. Go with say. it, dude. And he's only rostered like. 50% of leagues, so he's highly covered. You could probably get him. That's a good pick. Yeah, I have I have him in one of my dynasty leagues, so happy you said that. Giving me some faith there. I need you that. Will. You will. You well, uh, my running back starter this week is going to be Miles Sanders against the Colts. If you guys didn't see, uh, Shaquille Leonard's going to be out for the Colts the rest of the season. So I think their run defense will continue to struggle as like it has this year. Uh, Miles Sanders didn't have a great game. They didn't really get too busy on the run game last week. They were kind of down, so they couldn't give enough touches. As I'm, I'm sure they probably wanted to to their run game. So I think this week they, uh, I think as we like to call it, is a get right week for their <laughs> no. for their run offense. So Miles Sanders into the lock. Put him in your lineup. You'll be good. I like it. You great call on that Miles Sanders sit last uh, week, Gav. That was really really good. I mean, you have to, dude. I, I don't know what it, the commanders are different. Okay, let me get you. Let's not, let get, me you, get, you, let's not get that far. But. No, too big. Of, I mean, I've been calling it. I mean, did I hope everyone started JT last week? So I hope you're you saying you're a commies fan? <laughs> well, don't put it like that. I'm a commanders fan. Don't, don't say no commies, okay? <laughs> okay, let me let me just try to race that. I'm gonna try to give you another super heater, okay? You're going to go with Paris Campbell against the Eagles and I know it doesn't I mean this is kind of crazy even for me right like this is outrageous who even is that he plays for the Colts okay he's Matt Ryan's favorite target well I think he was in the trunk of the car uh, (laughs) in the hit and run yeah that's true we should have I mean I know it looks like it's all fake last week he scored 20.6 against the Raiders but listen dude on a on a hot I was with Matt Ryan back Jeff Saturday looks crazy He's looking good. But against the Eagles, they're going to look horrible, atrocious. And we already know what Matty Ice's deal is. He likes to just do garbage time crap. Okay. And obviously, the Eagles are not going to let themselves get clapped by another mediocre team, right? Right? We don't know that. We don't know? 
Don't know. Don't. I mean, shoot. Either way, <laughs> Paris Campbell is going to be getting that garbage time love next week, okay? Eagles are going to demolish him. You got to get him plus 14, right? I'm going to put that right now. Vegas, they're going to they're gonna flip it. But Paris Campbell, a super heater. I honestly thought that, you know, <laughs> like you said, you know, the Colts are going to suck in this game. And I was like, is this a sit of the week? Did Gab forget what no, what's no, no. going on here? But then, you know, your garbage time theory makes sense. We do know Matt Ryan is the garbage time king. Garbage time king, dude. In the past couple of weeks, Paris Campbell is getting a lot of receptions. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Matty Ice only in the last minute of a horrible losing game. It's all true. All very true. <laughs> I'll hit you with another one that you can find on your waiver wire here. It's going to be Green Bay Packers wide receiver Christian Watson versus the I Tennessee Titans. I makes you say that one. I know, Oh, right? I don't know. Three touchdowns on just four targets. All of them His were basically option. bombs. It's crazy. Yeah, well, he had he had Alan Lazard, which again was another great sit of the week by Gav. And, you know, he was locked up by Trevon Diggs. And that allowed Christian Watson to get open, right? And they exploited that number two wide receiver. Guess what? They're not going to cover Christian Watson now with the number one cornerback just because, you know, he had one good game. They're still probably going to cover Alan Lazard with the number one guy. But that means that Christian Watson is going to be open uh, against the number two cornerback. Aaron Rodgers clearly trusts him now because he, I don't know, just scored three touchdowns in one game. And the Tennessee Titans passing defense is awful. It is truly bad. Awful. You know? I think... But the run, though. They're second worst right now in the league. And, you know, I think that, you know, Aaron Rodgers, when he likes a wide receiver, when he can actually trust them and he doesn't just yell at them, you know, (laughs) he will target them. He will hyper-fixate on them. Devontae Adams basically was, like, the only guy. Even though he had Marcus Valdez-Scantley and Alan Lazard, same guys, right? But, you know, he just hyper-targeted Devontae Adams. He'd rather throw to Devontae Adams a fade in the end zone than run it one yard for an Aaron Jones touchdown. Like, oh, that's that was how the good ma- that was mad annoying. Yeah, I hated that. But <laughs> either way, you know, if you're a Christian Watson owner, you're happy. If you held him somehow, you're even more happy. But if you don't, you should pick him up. You should start him. All right. And then I'm going to go back to back here. I'm going to go with Greg Dulcich versus the Las Vegas Raiders here. Las Vegas stinks. I don't know how they lost to Jeff Saturday. They that's stink. it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. And Greg it's like Dulcich. my team. <laughs> what? What was that? It's like my fantasy team. It looks good on paper. It is dog water. And we have a horrible <laughs> record. It's very true. Very true. And I think the Raiders are very close to giving up. But, you know. <laughs> Just yeah, like you Gav. Saw that, you saw that Derek Carr. <laughs> sh- yeah, listen, dude. You don't, have to, you don't have to point it out, man. You saw that Derek Carr <sighs> interview? That was really sad. Oh, he was crying? Yeah. It's so it sad because. Bad. That's a free great guy. Man, free my man, Derek Carr. You know? Is he? He was a good hey, guy, man. dude. Come on. Like, he's a good guy. He doesn't. Who, who, who really has to, you know, endure josh mcdaniels and john gruden as back-to-back coaches like that's some cruel and unusual punishment there never we would never sentence any of our you know fantasy criminals to that kind of sentencing if they lose they fire daniels mcdaniels he comes back to the patriots mac jones number one again 
Uh, yeah, let's not get too carried away. All right. Here. I all feel right. like no, that's a all right. plausible all situation right. against the Broncos. But, Come stop, on. Stop, stop. But right now, the Vegas Raiders are fifth worst <laughs> against tight ends. Josh McDaniels has no idea what he's doing. Mark Davis isn't going to fire him because he's stubborn. And uh, he's going to be there for a while, probably. But, you know, start Greg Dulcich. He had a pretty bad game against Tennessee, but every other game, you know, he gets targeted a lot. So I would just continue to start him. Like, if you don't have a tight end right now, or your tight end's on bye, right, then, you know, you got to just pick him up, ride the wave. Ride the wave. That's a good pickup. That's a good pickup. My tight end start of the week is more of like a, I guess like a, trade target maybe if you could find him or get him for the low i really like tj hawkinson against dallas uh the matchup's not the greatest the linebackers for dallas are pretty decent michael parsons light and vandrash uh you know they're decent coverage linebackers but i just like hawkinson's workload he gets a lot of targets uh he got a lot of targets just just last week and he's barely still getting accumulated to the to the offense so i think the role should just get uh bigger and bigger every week Especially with a team like Dallas, where the run game is not going to be as effective, they just got ran on by the Cowboys. So they're going to come up, try to lock up uh, Dolphin, and then Justin Jefferson's going to have the lockdown corner Trayvon Diggs on him. So, kind of leaves Hawkinson, you know, to get a lot of targets and be active. Kirk Cousins is that man, dude. I mean, it doesn't even matter who he's playing against; he could be down a million. He'll beat well, you by Kirk a million. Kirk Cousins. No, about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> about that. I actually had him as my sit of the week. Oops. I mean, I had him as my sit of the week last week, and I think you should be happy. You should be grateful that I gave (laughs) you that advice because he only scored 15 points despite getting the win. He attempted 50 50 He thought it was Tom Brady, dude. Insane. Yeah. He thought it was Brady. You attempt 50 throws and you only get 15 points. There's an issue. And Justin Jefferson had like a 35-point game. There, there's some throws that Kirk Cousins. There's some throws that Kirk Cousins made that I was legit saying like he just he literally closed his eyes and he just threw it <laughs> like and then Justin Jefferson somehow makes the catch and I was like because works, some of the throws yeah. like watch the yeah, watch the footage again dude he's literally closing his eyes <laughs> yeah it doesn't make sense but lucky that he has Justin Jefferson there to save him but you know now he has to do it again against the Dallas Cowboys and we just saw I told you it was going to be a shootout right. But you just saw that with the Buffalo-Minnesota shootout, it doesn't have to be, you know, it could be a shootout and your quarterback can still be ass, right? And not put up fantasy points. They got two picks on Kirk Cousins. Imagine what Trevon Diggs and the Dallas Cowboys, who love to turn the ball over, get those, you know, you know, sacks and forced fumbles and interceptions. They're probably going to force a turnover or two on Kirkland Cousins. And, you know, I think Dallas, again, they're top five in passing defense. I don't want to start Kirk Cousins at all. I have him in a league, and I'm starting Justin Fields. Thank God I got him over Kirk Cousins. But I would also, you know, start a couple of other guys. Maybe Aaron Rodgers, even though I would never recommend to start Aaron Rodgers again after what what happened last time. But I just don't like the matchup for Kirk. Good, good decision. Ah, man. Um. I'm going to give you another spicy one. I don't know why I keep doing this. I always you know why this. you do it. You love I it. always do this. No, but it makes sense, right, G? You're I gonna love sit, the pick this week. Yeah, you're going to sit Joey Burrow against the Steelers. I mean, and it, it really only comes down to one man. One man only. T.J. Watt. He's built different, dude. With him alone, 
it, it makes the offensive line have to like you have to double him and that opens up everyone else you know it's just nasty tj white is literally i mean he came back from a torn peck and he's already this dude the saints they trash the saints utterly it's disgusting two picks do. i know well it's not hard to do but still i mean first game back tj watt i mean he didn't he had a quiet game but the pressure was there you know i just feel like and the new line it's very suspect the uh the Bengals offensive line and they don't have um jamar chase to you know put some pressure you know you have t higgins out there and um what's his name the other guy the other fast dude. What's his name? Somebody help me Jamar. out. Send me a lifeline. <laughs> no, no, no. The other fast dude. Tyler. Tyler Tyler Boyd. They have those two out there. So, I mean, it kind of limits what he's going to do, Joe Burrow. He's going he's gonna to have to throw it up quick. Otherwise, he's going to be on his back a lot. And I feel like he's going to be back on, on his back a lot. TJ Watt is going to own him. I mean, Great with pick, Gav. I yeah, can't disagree with the, you. Yeah, when he's on the field. I wonder why. <laughs> when TJ when Watt's on the field... Oh my God! Um, the the, the other team is doing horrible. Yeah, Bless Fair in the NFL and the the um, the, uh, the other teams points per like points per game goes crazy up or crazy down <laughs> when he's not there. I don't know the stat. I think it's like twenty points, and then without him, he's like thirty. But yeah, we need him out there, and he's gonna be out there. We see what do we do to them week one. We had a crazy defensive performance week oh. one against the Bengals. I'm not sure I mean, if we'll put up that type of numbers again, but hey, man, there's nothing stopping I mean, us. Minka's coming yeah, back off a week by, basically, because he was rested, and then we had her by the week before, so he's going to be ready to go, yeah, healthy, that's and a then healthy we got TJ off- back, full snap count. It's yeah. going to be ugly for Joe. That was the only thing. Like, If it wasn't for them already demolishing him, I just feel like teams get wise to what happens. That was the only thing that stopped me from like, Really pushing me up there. More of a fade, Joey Burrow. Okay. Can I hit? Can Can you just let me do this next one, G, real quick before you move on? I'm gonna yeah, go with go my running it, back. And I'm sorry to say, Jonathan Taylor fans. I mean, I helped you out last week, and I hope you started him. Okay. But that was only because Jeff Saturday was that guy, and that I told you there's this weird thing where when they fire the head coach, they rally and they go crazy. Which is what the Colts did. (laughs) But the Raiders. But I mean, that was that was a perfect storm. This is also a perfect storm for the Eagles to get right, and bad for Jonathan Taylor. The Eagles are an outstanding defense. I don't know what happened last week. I mean, they were just getting run up, run over by the Commanders. But he's not going to be. This line is very suspect. I don't. Honestly, I was praying for a miracle for Jonathan Taylor. It happened, okay? But this line is very suspect. And the Eagles have to get right. I keep saying the same things. It's just, it's not a good thing for the Jonathan Taylor. I'm just telling you to sit him. Sorry, I can't keep my thoughts straight. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, no worries, no worries. <laughs> that breaks yeah, my just, heart. Just get the point. Just Jonathan Taylor. We get the point. I'm going to kind of go with the same logic that Gav used for the JT sit. I'm going to sit Aaron Jones against the Tennessee Titans. I just don't like the matchup. Titans are a great run defense. Uh, they're they're more, they're more, yeah, they're more susceptible to a passing game than they are to a run game. Aaron Jones has had a good week against the Cowboys. He's due for some regression. He's also battling an injury, and if I'm not mistaken, they are playing on Thursday this week, right? So he's not going to get as much time as he would to rest up and get completely healthy before playing. 
So if he plays, he's going to be playing healthy or not healthy. He's going to be playing injured. So it's a little bit more questionable. So with the quick turnaround, I just think it's a safer bet to just sit Aaron Jones this week. And then that takes me to my next start, sit for the week. It's also a wide receiver for the L.A. Chargers. I almost call him San Diego still. Uh, Jordan Palmer. <laughs> I think that's the name, right? Jordan or whatever. Jay Palmer. Josh, Josh against, Palmer. Josh, 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 Josh. He had a bad week last week, and now I think uh, Mike Williams is questionable to come back. I think Keen Isle is most likely to come back. So that regresses him back to just being a regular old bum. Wow. Pretty simple. And the Chiefs defense is actually half decent. It's not terrible. It's not great. But, I mean, he's a wide receiver three and an offense that has been missing their number one and two receivers. And he had an opportunity last week to be the starter. Two weeks ago, he was a starter as well, and he played great last week. He played like ass. I think it's just, I don't know. They just don't really, like, use him the same way. You know, you can't just replace Keenan Allen Mike Williams with Josh Palmer. So, who would have thought? Hey, man. Also, props to G. He picked Austin Eckler as the city of the week. Nine points in half hey. PPR. Would you look hey. at that? Been look a good at us listening. doing shit right. Yeah. I know, right? I think last week we pretty pretty much hit. And what about my... Hey, bro, I know it's kind of not like what we're talking about, but Kenny, two gloves. Hey. Wow. Hey. We're not going to acknowledge hey. that. <sighs> no. And I told you guys to sit Earth, bro. Now he's sitting for the rest of the season. Okay. Dude. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, sorry, I know what everyone's. I know what everyone's thinking. Everyone on the podcast, at least, I'm going crazy with this pick. Yeah, but I, I'm too scared to say it. I'm just joking. I'm not going to use Jettas. I put his name out there now, so he's going to do bad. I don't want to say him though. My sit of the week is Allen Robinson. Um, and people are going to be fooled. I mean, Cooper Cup went down last week. Hopefully, he gets better. We never like to see a top fantasy player go down. You know, even though I don't have him. You never want to see a good player go down, but Allen Robinson is the next wide receiver one up, and he's playing against. Uh, they're playing against the Saints next week or this upcoming week, and he's going to be covered by Lattimore. I don't know and, about um, that. You didn't think so? Who would be the wide receiver that gets covered? No, by I think he's hurt him? still, Lattimore. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dang. Well, either way, Allen Robinson is not that guy, um, <laughs> and I don't understand what it is, but. Matthew Stafford refuses to throw to him. He will not see him have a good game ever. I mean, shoot, Tyler Higby is a better option for you. Last week, Robinson got four receptions, 44 yards, right? Van Jefferson looks like a better start than him. That's only because he got, I mean, they've had a longer tenure. He's had a longer tenure in, on the Rams. You're not starting on a Robinson. Just because Matthew Stafford doesn't, uh, they don't eat breakfast together. Even even when Cooper Cup is hurt, you're gonna say Cooper that Allen Robinson is still gonna be invisible out there. So you're saying pick up Ben Saronic is what you're saying? Yeah, I'm dude. No, Tyler. Yeah, well, Tyler Higby, Ben Saronic, Van. His his his, the comfort blankets. Which is wild. Yeah. I'm sorry. Honestly, Allen Robinson's another guy that got hit and run right, or not hit and run, but like. Embezzlement. No, another embezzlement right there. Yeah, another embezzlement. Absolute fraud. Well, I have the opposite opinion of Yav here. I'm going with Tyler Higby as my sit of the week at tight end. Oh. And, you know, it's a simple case of Tyler Higby, and it's the matchup again. 
I always pick against the New Orleans defense when it comes to tight ends, and it's always worked because, you know, you don't start tight ends against this New Orleans defense. They're still the best in the league when it comes to defending tight ends. Firemove had a very mid-game, and, you know, it just wasn't enough, and it's not the production you want to see from your tight end, certainly not from a streamer. And Tyler Higby's numbers don't look great right now. You know, I don't know what happened, but ever since he was deemed like a reliable fantasy option, he basically didn't do anything except for last week. That was against Arizona, and he had 11 points. But that's also because I told you to start him, because Arizona's the worst when it comes to tight end defenses. But now, guess what? New Orleans is the best when it comes to tight end defenses. So you're going to see an absolute reversal right there. Wow. How crazy that works, huh? So, you know, if you're not starting Allen Robinson or Tyler Higby, I guess it's Skoranek season, I guess. Or, dude, you know, I'm maybe Van Jefferson. You, yeah, Van but, Jefferson yeah. is a great pick, but I, dude, I'm telling you, um, Tyler, I mean, Matthew Stafford has safety blankets. That's why Megatron was so good. He just threw the same people always, you know, and without Cooper Cup out there, Tyler Higby's the next guy. I don't understand. I don't think if, so. If it wasn't, if I gave you a start of the week for tight end, it would have been Higby. I'll be honest with you. All right. Well, but that's not even know there. Controversy. Controversy. So, you got to decide who you want. The prosecution Do you want somebody who defense. has got a lot of stuff wrong or someone that someone's got a lot Jeez. of stuff right? This hey, we don't know who Jeez. you're talking about here. It could be you. It could be me. <laughs> <laughs> it could be Gene, but you know. No, it could it, be. It's all of us. Okay. Okay. I'll be honest. Yeah, it can't be. Let me give you the state of the week, and this is, it hurts me to say, well, it hurts all of us because we were all so high on him this year. <laughs> oh, I hate him <laughs> Truly. I know, you hate him, but you're going to sit, and I know this is crazy, after he's been having a heater recently, honestly. He's been on tear. I think he's got like 20 points last game. Um, let, me, let me just check real quick here. You're going to sit. Cole commit, okay? He, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no he had way. 23 last week. He had 22 against the Dolphins, right? But that was it. I mean, he's on a superheater just like Justin Jefferson is. But it comes to a stop. Now, the Falcons, I told you, they're Rico, okay? They, there's a duality between them. They're either the best team in the league or the worst. <laughs> and historically, the Falcons are pretty good against tight ends, right? I mean. Against the Panthers, the Titans had zero points. I mean, they don't have anybody at tight end, but still. Um, Chargers, week nine, three points. Jared Everett, that guy's a, a legend. The Panthers, I mean, a couple weeks ago, went against the Panthers. They get a lot of five points, which is still really low, okay? And um, I don't know. It's just you got to follow the patterns here. Can't do it. Cole Komet is a fraud. We know this. <laughs> You're telling me everyone can't sustain his production of a touchdown every week somehow? No, we can't. No. Was it only a touchdown? But it's Cole Komet, man. He's had, you don't think he's had two touchdowns in the last two weeks. So, like, you don't think he's going to get two touchdowns? There is no sign. There is no such thing as, I mean, there's such a thing as regression. Yes. Damn. I don't know. But for a local legend, it's sad to see. Yeah, but he didn't get any touchdowns. He didn't get any touchdowns last season. So that just means he's getting all his touchdowns this season. I know, like, he's I just th- trying to stuff it in at the end, but no. Justin Jefferson's just going to sell the bag. He's also a sit of the week. <laughs> Justin Fields? Justin Fields, I mean, sorry. Justin yeah. Fields. 
Wait, I, I know you didn't say Justin the, Jefferson. I, I was high on the last pick for wide receiver. <laughs> I'm really trying to say sit Justin Jefferson, but Gav, I can't. Gav had in our it. document here. He had Justin Jefferson as a sit. I'm and really I was like, this to... is the most insane thing ever. We're gonna get a mob, <laughs> and you know, like our Twitter is gonna be taken down for yo disinformation. Just for, memes, <laughs> just for the memes this week on on on, on our sits or make it make it a fade. Add fade to Justin Jefferson's name. Oh my God! You're gonna kill. Getting me. back to, to us to catch a fade too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we're all. We, hey, but I'm about that smoke. It's okay, dude. Oh damn! Oh my, my gosh! Bad. My bad. Yeah. I didn't know you were like that, bro. Yeah. Hey man, I'm not like that. Go get Gab. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go get Gab. Yeah, come at me, bro. I already hate all of you. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, but yeah, sit Cole commit. Falcons are nasty against tight ends. Thank you. All right. Very well said. Well, those were our starts and sits of the week. We will have our full comprehensive list of starts and sits on Saturday night, and you can see them there. You can also tweet at us at Bay Council and ask us your starts and sits advice, and hopefully we will get you back with the right answer. And, you know, what we usually do, again, we send it all to our analysts. They all see it, and we all vote, basically, on which ones we like. Like, if you say Greg Dulcich or Robert Tanyan, if two of us say Dulcich and one says Tanyan, we'll answer you back with Dulcich, but at least you get more than one opinion on it and we'll always try to explain our rationale for it so you know hit us up on our twitter yeah that'll do it for this episode we love you please keep sending us stuff yeah anything else you anything else you want to say oh wait first of all let me get to that be sure to follow us on spotify itunes and amazon music anywhere you get your podcasts from to stay up to date on the latest and greatest of our episodes, our takes, more fantasy courtrooms, anything you want. Be sure to also follow our Twitter at Bay Council and our Instagram, sports underscore council. And, you know, just follow everything because clearly we are the masterminds of this. You know, we never, are getting so never good. Never been anybody smarter. This. Yeah. Nope, we're, never. We're getting so good at this, guys. Like our starts and sits were immaculate last week. They honestly, I'm so proud of us because of how good it was. Certainly, nothing will go wrong this time. Never. Yeah, the way we're talking, there's no chance. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I'll see you guys next week after we take a shit. I know, right? Listen, we're not dude, coming um, back. We, we sold. Yeah. Um, don't we're taking an early vacation for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. But uh, next episode, Thanksgiving special. Be sure to tune in. Should be fun. See you then. Later.